do you have a specific year in your head that you always think it is? Or like if you were to write the date on the top right of your like note, I think 2020. 2020? Really? Yeah. yeah. For a while I was 2008 and then I was 2012 and then I was 2016. And I think it's because they were like pivotal years in our lives. We're like, we graduated middle school and then graduated high school and then graduated college. Like yeah. we were talking about those years for a while before yeah. they happened. Yeah. Welcome back to Life in Progress. I'm Carly. I'm Alana. And this is really weird, guys, because we are currently on a live we're on a tiktok live we've never done this before i don't even know if anyone's listening or there but here we are here we are here we are i was gonna tell you you know you should fulfill your childhood and college dreams of reporting live (gasps) and say reporting live from west palm beach but instead say recording live (gasps) okay let me start this over do it (laughs) (laughs) okay i have to think of what i'm gonna say in my head um Hey guys, wait, recording live. No, I was going to say something else. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Life in Progress. We are recording live from West Palm Beach, Florida. Woohoo! I'm Carly. I'm Alana. <laughs> and welcome, oh, I already said welcome back. Oh, geez, the live is really throwing me off. I know. Maybe it's this is a bad idea. No, 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 it's a great idea. It's a great idea. It's fun, right? We're having so much fun. Um, okay, what's in progress for you today? <laughs> well, what's in progress for me today is getting Barkley to calm the fuck down. Yeah, Barks, you're <laughs> just really going to have to sit down. He's like... He wants to, but he also wants to be a bad boy. Sit. Calm down. You're going to have so much editing to do in this episode. I know. Okay. Shh. Like, don't sit on the wires, maybe. This is what we deal with, you guys. And this I is just, currently happening. And I just sit here and wait. But well, you know, you know what's funny? Alana is the one that has to edit the episodes. So I don't really care. If it were me that had to edit the episodes, I'd be like, okay. Well, at one point you were offering to <laughs> learn how to edit. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I have to edit out 300 of my sniffles every episode. Yeah. And I'm not going to subject you to that. However, I will say, I know I've been making a conscious effort to not sniffle. You sniffle a lot. I do? I've been editing out more of your sniffles lately than my own. Wait, I never even thought I was stuffy. You sniffle. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's okay. (laughs) So sorry to cause more editing for you. It's okay. I'm just letting you know. I'm going to be so aware (laughs) of me sniffling this episode. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Well, Well, what's in progress for you, Carly? Are you not going to do a what's in progress? I told you it was getting Barkley to calm down and I think I've succeeded. Okay, fine. You want me to do a better one? Yeah, I do. Okay. What's in progress for me today is, hmm. (laughs) It's a good question. It's a great question, huh? What's in the, pro- ju- it's only the question we ask every episode. I know. But it's a good one. It's What's pick- in progress for me today is to try and stop working a bit and relax. And I say that as we're working. But <laughs> I feel like every single day this week, I've just done Like, I haven't had a day off. Yeah, I, I feel that. I've done so much work. Even yesterday was a Saturday. And, like, I literally worked the entire day. That's funny. Until, like, like, I haven't worked in o'clock. a month. Really? <laughs> I'm kidding, but kind of. So what's in progress for me is trying to like take a day off, maybe. Okay. It's not going to be today. No. Or tomorrow, but maybe but someday. Maybe someday. Maybe like next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's in progress for me? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been like browsing LinkedIn lately. Stop. I know, but like it's, it's something that I feel like... I don't know. It's, 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 it's for some reason this month is like 
go find a job. Why? You I don't, don't want a job. You I, have a job. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like I'm bored, so I want to see what's out there right now. I'm like, but I know once I get like an interview somewhere or like someone's like, oh, I'm interested. I'm going to be like, oof, I don't want to do that. You're not going to go I know. work at a company and I have know. an idea. Like you're not going to do that. I know. I just wish we could find somewhere where we could split a job. I know. I know. Alana and I dream of like finding a company and finding a role that we both are really good at and we really like and just like splitting the work. Yeah. They hire us as a package deal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would be really smart of them. Yeah. If they did that because we have different skill sets Mm -hmm. and I feel like and they know we work well together. Yeah. You know, like is there any companies out there that want to hire? Is anybody out there? Want to hire us as a package deal? (laughs) We'll do twice the work. I mean. Yeah. We'll split the salary. We don't need the full thing. Yeah. Because we still have our job. Yeah. So yeah, but I guess get off LinkedIn. Okay, I'll get off LinkedIn because we're not gonna find it there. <laughs> it's so true. Like, imagine me applying for a job on LinkedIn. Hey, by the way, I'm actually applying for me and my business yeah. partner slash friend <laughs> and slash podcast host. So we're actually both going to do this job. Here's her resume. Here's, here's a joint resume. <laughs> that, you know, <gasps> should we make a joint resume? <laughs> we're gonna make a joint resume. <laughs> we're, resu- we're making a joint resume. <laughs> we need a joint resume and also a joint media kit. Yeah. For brands and yeah. then for jobs. We're making more work for ourselves. We love that. Making more work for ourselves. More passion projects. More passion projects. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna do a Q and A for this episode and for those tuning in live ask us questions that we will pop them in we want to hear from you we have a bunch that were pre-submitted that we'll start with but hit us with the questions let us know what you want to talk about we want to make this for you and we want you guys to have fun with this so also ask us all the tea we're open books we are open books and we're live now so we can't edit anything out this is true so here's your chance (laughs) whatever you want to know (laughs) let's start with the first question How do you know if you would benefit from therapy after a breakup that resulted in major life changes? I'm scared that I will just cry the whole time when trying to talk about things. Is that acceptable? Um, Well, after my breakup, I did cry probably every single therapy session for about three months. Me too. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yes, that's pretty damn acceptable. Yeah. I actually, I remember the first time I started therapy, which was after a breakup, my therapist had me come in twice a week because we'd seem because I would just cry for like the first 35 minutes and then you and, wouldn't talk yeah yeah and, but but I had to go through that I had to get that yep. out mm-hmm. and I probably didn't talk about anything else other than this breakup for the first like eight months of it yeah and that's completely acceptable I think for the first year I didn't talk yeah. about anything besides this breakup yeah I actually yeah it's kind of crazy yeah so that's that is the time to get a therapist my first breakup that was like my heartbreaking heart-wrenching breakup is when I started therapy for the first time mm-hmm. besides like child family therapy because I was a menace but <laughs> wait that, really oh I was terrible yeah wait. I like stole five dollars from my brother and I like would never admit it and we had to go to family therapy because oh I was like God. six years old and I was <laughs> stealing five dollars from my brother and like <laughs> hid it in my closet anyway um Therapy is amazing to start after a breakup. I, I'm actually, that's what I'm specializing in, like mm-hmm. to help adults like going through a breakup. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, go to therapy. Yeah. I think of all the times I remember being worried of like, well, I've heard that you should start therapy when nothing's going on because my therapist isn't going to know anything about me. And like, I don't, I want to get to a point where I can get help from a therapist, but I don't know how I can do that when I'm just going to be crying about it the whole time. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, you can start therapy and pick up exactly where you are. And then throughout time, they'll learn the other parts about you. Yeah. I think the biggest stress I had when starting therapy was like, 
I have to literally sit here and try to explain like my entire mm-hmm. life. And it was just felt so overwhelming when in reality, like start small, like explain yeah. what's going on right now. And later on, you'll get into the deeper stuff. They'll get to know you like that yeah. shit takes time. You don't need to like spill your entire life in yeah. the first hour of therapy. Yeah. Your therapist will meet you exactly where you're at and where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The next one says, I just ended an unhealthy long-term relationship that's left me feeling broken and damaged. How do I move on and put the pieces back together? I'm scared that no one will ever love me again. Did you or I write this? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us wrote this, but, but yes. We've, we've both definitely we've been there. We've both been there. Um, breakups suck. Point blank, breakups suck. And it's going to take time to yeah. heal and move on. But we've said it and we'll say it again. No one has ever died from a broken heart. And there is not one person out there that will tell you, yes, 10 years later, I'm, I'm still aching from this breakup. Yeah. Everyone moves on eventually and it takes everyone such a different amount of times. And I think the biggest thing I learned is stop being so hard on yourself Mm -hmm. that you feel like you're not moving on. Yeah. And it's okay to feel broken. That's so normal. And you're not the first person to feel this terrible. You're not going to be the last person to feel like this broken and damaged. And it's okay. It just shows that you are stronger than you know, because you're going to get through it. And you have to remember, you're not just going to wake up one day and feel better. Like it's called going through a breakup for <laughs> a reason. It's called a breakup. You have to go through it. Like it's literally called a heartbreak. Yeah. Your heart is breaking. It feels yeah. like you are being shattered. I wish more than anything, like modern medicine is so advanced and incredible and there's no <laughs> cure or pill for a broken heart. You can fix broken bones. You can fix broken anything. But at the same time, no matter what medicine you're taking, a huge part of fixing any of those is time. You know, the biggest, like one of the things I always say to someone that comes to me and says they're going through a breakup and like they don't know what to do. I'm always like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm sorry that you're feeling this way because I'm not sorry. I'm actually so excited Mm -hmm. for you to come out on the other side being one, just so much stronger. And then knowing that your person is still out there. So exciting. That's the most exciting thing I I could ever think of. Knowing the person you are eventually going to marry, who's going to be your person forever, is walking on this earth right now. Mm -hmm. And you just have not met them yet. They might also be heartbroken going through something right now. But how cool is that? It's so cool. It's exciting. It's so exciting. It's an opportunity. Like, I think you have to look at a breakup as, you know, instead of this is killing me, as we this is an opportunity to grow from this, mm-hmm. come out stronger and find the person that fills my cup, checks all the boxes. And because clearly something is wrong in your relationship. That's why you mm-hmm. broke up. Yeah. It's never one sided. No, it really isn't a relationship, a breakup. It's never completely one sided. Yeah. And you'll see, even if you can't see it now, in time, you will see the reasons why it didn't work out and you'll be grateful that it ended when it did. Yeah. And think about, you know, the fact that you can feel this deeply for a person. That's a beautiful thing. Even though it hurts, like that pain is because you felt love. Yeah. And like love and pain sit like right next to each other. But just think about how much better it's going to be when you find love again and it's with the person that is right and that treats you the way you want to be treated and that you feel so whole with and it'll be even better than this was and you'll look back and be like wow I can't believe I thought that person was the one yeah and also again when I say it's like it's never one-sided 
when I was broken up with, I felt like it was completely one-sided. I was like, oh, I'm blindsided. This came out of nowhere. When in reality, for months, I knew something wasn't mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. Which has us going to another question that I actually did see on here, which was how to know when to break up with your boyfriend. If you're asking us how to know when to break up with your boyfriend. It's time. It's time. It's time. Listen, in relationships, it ebbs and flows. There are times where you can feel so connected with someone and there are times where maybe you don't feel as connected with someone, but I've never, and I'm sure you've never had the thought of with Jake or Jason, Mm. like, should we break up? Yeah. Even going through the hardest times, even when we're having our worst fights, that thought has never crossed my mind. And that thought has crossed my mind many times in every single past relationship I had, but I never had the balls to do it. I think if you're thinking it, if you're questioning it, if you're asking yourself, if you're asking other people, you have your answer. Yeah. You just have to find the strength to do it. Yeah. Break up with them. Yeah. Have the strength. Don't be like me. Don't be like us. We we could never. (laughs) We could never break up with someone. We could never break up with someone. (laughs) I've, I've been broken up with where during the breakup, the guy has said to me like, I'm surprised you haven't broken up with me yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was fully not in love with someone and the guy broke up with me because he knew I wasn't in love with him. And then I'm like, why are you leaving me? <laughs> <laughs> like, you like, stay. And then I'm depressed for a year after. Yep. So that's yep. cool. Yep. That's great. Somebody asked if we were to split a job, what, what type of job would it be? Um... I think any type of social media strategy, social media management. Influencer marketing. Influencer marketing. We've been on all sides of that. Yeah. And anything in the marketing realm. Yeah. Why? Do you got something for us? Yeah. Let us know. Do you have something for us next? Um, Okay. Podcast production. Yeah. That could be a good one. Yeah. You know what people, I don't know if this is a company or if someone does this, but like if I didn't have you. I would have absolutely no idea how to set up a podcast Mm -hmm. and what to do and what equipment to buy. Like, is there some type of company that does that? No. Should we do that? I've thought about it. Make it another passion project that we don't make money from? I I don't charge enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What does it say? Would be good to consider people who are more avoidant and run from safe relationships for the should you break up question. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I think a lot of people do feel like you know this is this could be too good to be true or they could feel like nope this person is like there it could be like the anxious avoidant loop where someone's latching on to you and so you feel like nope this is too much like I need to pull away a hundred percent I think that's such a valid point I also think if you're at the point though where you're asking other people like should I break up with them I do think that's a really big sign that like you need to go. We do- don't we don't know anything about you or your relationship. So they're almost just looking for validation. Yes. For you to be like, if you're asking that question. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I've been asked something like, yeah, like we've gone on three dates and like I still really don't feel a connection and I'm trying. Like, is it wrong of me to leave? I'm like, I think if you're you're just asking me to give you permission. Yeah. A hundred percent. And they're like, you know what? You're completely right. Like I was hoping you would say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like go break up with your boyfriend right then and there. There's obviously things that you need to figure out, but that's that's like a first sign of yeah. something's not right there. Yeah. But if you have a history of getting into relationships and then leaving as soon as they get hard or getting into relationships and feeling uncomfortable or feeling like it was a mistake or 
like, you know, you're avoidant or, you know, you're super anxious and don't feel like you can be secure in a relationship. Like you got to look within and recognize that about yourself. Yeah, I agree. I love hearing your opinions on relationships on the podcast. I would be really interested to know any tips or general thoughts you both have on waiting for a proposal or engagement now that you're both on the other side. Is there anything you (laughs) wish you had known or would go back and tell yourself? I'm currently going through this and I'm really struggling with the anxiety. It may happen within the next six months, but my partner also needs to find a new job, which may delay this even more. Mm. Well... We both know about waiting for a proposal. That we do. That we do. But I don't know if I would change anything. I feel like in my experience, like for me personally, I didn't feel like I was waiting that long. Like I have seen friends who were in much longer relationships who were like in agony for months and months waiting and they kept finding themselves feeling disappointed every single time there was a vacation or a date night or a holiday planned and it wouldn't happen. Yeah. And I remember like my friends like calling me hysterically crying. Like he still hasn't proposed. Like, is he going to break up with me instead? And they were getting so in their heads about it. And you got to remember, like you're still in this committed relationship. You're still planning your futures together just because they haven't said, will you marry me or put a ring on your finger? Doesn't mean that they're not just as committed to you. It doesn't mean they're not already planning it or already like getting a ring or figuring out exactly how they're going to propose. It just means it hasn't happened yet. But what I would say and what I tried to do when in the times where I did think it was happening and it didn't, I would kind of do a mindset shift of instead of like, oh, it didn't happen. I'd be like, okay, it didn't happen tonight, but how cool is it that the one of the best moments of my life is still coming? Like I have that to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, I remember when you got engaged and it was like a couple of weeks later and I, I think I said to you like, I literally, ne- I have no idea when he's proposing. Like it could be this year, it could be next year. Like I have no idea. And you're like, I'm so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that too. I'm you're so like, jealous. Like you get, you got to experience that. Like after. you still like, have this like fun waiting game. Like yeah. it was a fun waiting game. Like it kind of was. Like it was really fun, honestly, like not knowing when it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing, I, I think once I stopped thinking about it so much and once I told myself like, okay, it's not happening until end of the year or next year and then when it happened so much earlier I was like oh my god so like just like lower the expectations and like move on yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with waiting I would say if you're waiting and you guys haven't had conversations about it at all like you have no idea is this coming is this something that's actually going to happen you have to have a conversation and talk about your future plans and make sure you are aligned on your futures together. And I think that would give you a lot of peace of mind and knowing like, okay, yeah, it hasn't happened yet. Like he's got to get a new job. And, you know, obviously it's an expensive purchase to get an engagement ring. And that's a really hard thing for a lot of people to do. Like I couldn't imagine being in that position of buying Jake this ring, you know? Yeah. So I think just realizing like it is a process. And as long as you both have the conversations and communicate and are aligned on your futures together, then you still have your futures together to look forward to. Like just having the ring on your finger doesn't give you extra security. Yeah. And I think that's something that some of my friends, I, when they would come to me and say like, 
he hasn't proposed. Does that mean he's going to break up with me? It's like he could propose and then still break, you know, yeah. break up with you. You got to find the security within yourself. Also, I think that's a really big red flag. If someone's asking you, are they proposing or breaking up with me? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's like, like I, don't, I feel like that shouldn't be the question going yeah. through your mind. That's extreme. True. So be patient, people. True. Okay. When did you both know your fiancés were the one? Was there a specific moment or time? Did you have like a moment or a time that you're like, oh, I'm marrying this person? I don't think there was a specific moment where I was like, Jake is the one. Yeah. I think it happened over time of just feeling so myself with him and so safe and secure and comfortable and happy and you know, it just became a constant. Like he yeah. was the person I wanted to talk to about everything and whether it was good or bad. And I think there was a, I feel like there's a turning point in relationships. People have asked me before, how do you know when you're in love? And I think my answer to that is when you care about that person's happiness and well-being before as own. much, if not more yeah. than your own. And that started to happen. And, I was, and it just, there was never a doubt, you know? Mm -hmm. It was just consistently... Like, there was never any anxiety. No, none. I really think it's, like, when you know, you know type thing, and you can't, it's hard to pinpoint it. But I think the same thing for me. Like, there was just never any doubt. Yeah. There was never any questions. I think I knew on, like, honestly, like, the fifth date. Wow. That this person was going to be someone very special. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, a feeling. And, I, again, I think it's the happiness thing. It's, like, wanting to put their happiness and wanting to make sure, you know, they are feeling good about this. And just, like, before your own. Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's what love is. Yeah. 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 It's just, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, like, a, it's an interesting feeling. I remember a time, and, and I knew we were, we were, like, serious at this point. We had had conversations about the future, but I – you can't read someone else's mind. So I remember a time that we were sitting on his couch and he was showing me this like financial spreadsheet that he had. Oh gosh. And he was showing me like his, it's like a five year, 10 year, 15, 20, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all the way up until like 80. And at one point he was like, and here's where like we would, you know, like we, we get married and move in together and like combine yeah. our finances. This is what I estimate it would be. And then like setting aside for like college right. and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like he's really thought about this. Like, okay, I guess he really wants to be with me. Wow. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I think it was after, I mean, he met my family on like literally the fifth date, yeah. which was New Year's and he stayed over. He was supposed to like come for one night. He ended up staying like the whole week. Mm -hmm. I think after he met my family and I'm like, this makes sense. Yeah. Like they, they, he just got along so well with them. They loved him. And I'm like, this, yeah, yeah. This, this makes sense. I always say it's a combination. It was a combination for me of this feels right. Like it feels good. Yeah. And oh. it makes sense. Like our values, our goals, our plans for the future, what we care about, mm -hmm. what we want to prioritize in our lives. Like that was all aligned and all yeah. the feelings were there too. Yeah. We had those serious conversations early on. Mm -hmm. Like have you ever seen that? Like, I think it's like 20 questions that lead to love. Yeah, we did that. We did that too. <laughs> I literally like, I think we were on our third date or fourth. I oh, think wow. it, yeah. It was early on, yeah. but I was just, we were getting along so well and we went to this garden and we were sitting outside and I was like, 
I saw someone like yeah. had these like questions, like 20 questions that lead to love. And I literally like, I'm like, can I pull it up? And he's like, sure. So I literally pulled it out and I was like, all right. And we just like started asking each other questions and they just formed such great conversations. And I'm like, okay, our values really align here. And it, I think that's like, I'm like, okay, I know this is guy. It's cool. It's such an intimidating thing to ask somebody to do. Cause it's like, can we do the questions that lead to love? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I phrased it that way. <laughs> I think I'm like, oh, I have like these really funny questions. Like yeah. conversation starters. I'm trying to find what date we did them on. Um, okay, we did them on date 33. Alana has a list. If anybody's single and like starting to date someone, I wish I did this. Alana has a list of every single date that her and Jake went on, which is crazy. Yep. It's Detailed dates, date numbers. That's so crazy. I wish I did that. I wish I could like go back and yeah. like. I know. I wish I knew you when me yeah. and Jason started dating. Yeah. So you could have been like, hey, hey, you should write your dates down. Sorry. Yeah, honestly, you, you should be sorry. I am. I apologize. Let's go back in time. You know, does anyone on the live have any questions for us or should we just keep going with our pre-recorded, not pre-recorded, pre-written down questions? Whatever you guys want. Um. Okay, we can just do another question. Let's see. Kay. Let's see what we got here. There's some career ones in there. All right. How to start creating content. I would love to be a content creator, but literally have no time to edit to edit the content or film it. How can I make to, well, that's a problem. How can I make the time for it and how to get over other people's opinions, but also any tips on start on starting to do it while having other jobs. Don't overthink it. Yeah. When it comes to content creation and starting to create content or starting your journey to being a content creator, don't overthink it. I think Carly and I say all the time, our videos that perform the best are the ones that we put literally zero no thought. thought into no thought. and took less than a minute to record, edit, and post. Which is the most frustrating thing because then a video I will literally spend hours on hours filming, editing, prepping will flop. And yep. I'm like, okay, I should quit. <laughs> yeah. You can, do it, you can do it when you're walking down the street. You can do it when you're getting ready in the morning, taking your makeup off at night just before bed like my my most viral video on tiktok has 24 million views the plant one the plant one it took me 20 seconds to make and yeah. i was just i was bored one day and i was like oh this is a funny trend yep and but like that's that's what started me like i'm yeah. not sorry but like you just just do it and about people's opinions listen i knew that my high school friends my college friends you mean your friends who convinced you to shoplift and get arrested <laughs> yeah those yeah I guess they're not really friends <laughs> I knew that everyone was judging me did any of them listen to that episode I have no idea let you know I have no idea okay cool. no one let me know cool um I knew everyone was judging me I knew when I started especially posting like my tiktoks to instagram mm -hmm. that's when like people were like who does she think she is like does she think she's an influencer who do you think you are I don't know <laughs> she's still trying to figure it out still trying to figure that one out no but like I remember that. Yeah. But you have to, everyone starts somewhere. Like literally everyone starts somewhere. So if you enjoy creating content, one, don't overthink it. Just create content that you like to watch because I think that's the most important thing also is like, what do you resonate with? Mm -hmm. And then just post it. Like literally who gives a crap? I agree. You gotta, like people are gonna, think what they're going to think. People are going to say what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely did get in disagreements and, and arguments with friends because they didn't understand what yeah. I was doing and, and they weren't supportive of it. And that was really hard for me for a while. But 
they've come around to be my biggest cheerleaders and supporters and to understand like the purpose behind what I'm doing and how it does have an impact. And I'm glad that they stuck around for that. Yeah. But Some if people they didn't, don't. like yeah. that would have been on them and not on me. I'm just, I'm being myself. Like that's, that's the one thing. As long as you're being yourself in your content and sticking true to who you are, then anyone who's going to judge you for that, literally screw them. Yeah. Well, I've made that mistake also. I definitely went through this phase where I was trying to post content that I just didn't feel was me. Mm -hmm. Like all those that girl videos where, you know, you would have the perfect morning, wake up, you know, (laughs) go for a run, make your athletic greens, like do all the things before you start your job. And you're five to nine before you're nine to five. Yeah, that just wasn't me. I don't know why I tried to do that. If I ever try that. Yeah, no. And listen, I love the day in the life videos. Like, don't get me wrong. I love those. But now my videos are just actually like what I'm doing. Yeah. Doing, you know, a 30 step skincare routine because I don't know how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) But I tried because, you know, I'm like, oh, people love that. Like, I like watching that. But then it just like puts this weird perception into people's heads of who you are. And I'm like, I don't want to be that girl you know yeah. especially when it's not who you are it's who you're trying to be yeah I don't want to yeah it was yeah. like stressing me out trying to be like that yeah but that's what sucks it's like TikTok makes you think everyone has that life when they just don't yeah <laughs> it the- makes you think everyone lives this aesthetically pleasing simple put together no. life and that couldn't be like, here's the thing like I do wake up in the morning and drink my athletic greens like I Great. do but I don't I'm not like making an ASMR beautiful video about it. No, you're taking it, dumping it in and like you don't look cute. And then drinking it and then leaving like an inch (laughs) of it left on my desk until the next morning. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm sorry. Like nothing's as aesthetic as it seems. Although it's nice to wish you were those people. So anyway, make the content you want to make. Just post it. Stop caring what people think is what I have to say to that. Agreed. How to start freelancing on your own and make an income out of it. I want to be doing only that, but I'm scared I'm going to take the leap, eventually lose all of my clients. And that's probably the only thing I hate about it. Freelancing is scary. It's really hard. It's, you know, one, you don't have benefits. Yeah. You don't have stable income. There is no security. There's no job security. So yeah, freelance is really scary. It's a risk. It's a risk, but I think it could be a really high paying reward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it depends what you want to do. I think there are a million places that you can freelance. It's about putting yourself out there, making the LinkedIn post, asking people to connect you. Yeah. I think finding freelance is harder, but I think there are so many opportunities out there where if you know what you want to do and you've made connections, I would say maybe start looking for things while you're at your stable job and yeah. maybe start getting a couple clients under your belt while you are ha- while you have job security but it's not impossible right when I got laid off of locks club I wanted to do freelance before I you know really went full force into being whatever influencer content creator whatever you want to call it I reached out to a bunch of people and I was like hey here are my skills I would love to help you out with xyz Mm -hmm. did a couple three-month contracts and it was great and it's great money and it was a great learning experience 
did it stress me out though? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> um, but I still think about doing some freelance. It's just, it's putting the effort into like find it. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. I think in terms of finding it, I agree. I think you should absolutely make it a side gig before you try to make it your whole gig. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's with anything that is risky. You should try it out, test the waters and see that you can make it work and that you enjoy it and want to pursue it in a larger capacity before Mm -hmm. actually diving in headfirst. And I think being cautious about who you're working with, don't just work with anybody who wants to work with you. Like be, be picky, you know, because you could end up signing a long, like a three or six month contract with somebody and then ending up hating the project, ending up not getting along with the client and feeling miserable. And with that, it's important to set boundaries very early oh, on. that's the biggest thing I would say. Yeah. Set boundaries because I did not. Same. And it was terrible. Horrible. Like Horrible. so bad. Horrible. You need to set boundaries. Like you are being hired for X, Y, Z. So you are being hired for X, Y, Z, not yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the whole alphabet. <laughs> I don't, I don't get why they, that happens. Cause that happened with like everyone I worked with. Is it, is it, cause is it, it universal? Just, it can't just be because we're bad at saying no. No, it can't be. It can't be because we we have a statement of work with the things that we are being paid to do outlined. Yeah. It's there. It's there. It's Sign contract. written down. This is our job. Yeah, we this get asked paid for. to do a million other things. And I've done freelance, you know, social media and marketing. And all of a sudden, they're looking at me like I'm their VP of marketing. And I'm like, I'm not here to be your CMO no. or your vice president of marketing or to completely grow your company. <laughs> I am here because you need content and yeah. you need things put on social. Like, that's not going to grow your entire company and get you a million dollars in revenue. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. They like, they look at you though, as, as like. You're here for all things content marketing. Yeah. But no. Yeah. No. no. So yeah, it's really, really important to set those boundaries boundaries right away. Boundaries, boundaries. They're hard, but they're important. (sighs) Yeah. I'm stressed. Um, Why are you stressed? (laughs) This conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Every time I like think about my past freelancing, I get stressed because it all. I know. Same. And then here I am like looking on LinkedIn. Like, I know. I'm like, I should probably do it again. It's good money. It's good money. It's good money. Sometimes. And, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. If you get in, it could be great if you have a good client and you guys are on the same page of exactly yeah. what you're doing. But when yeah. you're not. Agreed. That's when. Whatever. Would you rather? Yep. Would you rather play a villain or a hero in a movie? A hero? Yeah. Why would I be a villain? I have no idea. Why is that even a question? I have no idea. I'm sorry for that, pulling it. Yeah, that was a terrible... Would anybody rather be a villain than a hero in a movie? Why is that a would you rather question? <laughs> Guys, we have a lot better ones. That was a literal terrible one. I blame a lot. Okay, that. okay, okay. Would you rather be on a game show or star in a soap opera? Um, Is the soap opera like a lot of seasons? <laughs> and is the game show just like a one, a one and done thing? Because if it's a soap opera... I could probably get like a longer term thing and like more opportunities. Or you might get killed off in the one season that you're on. Yeah, that could be a problem. Mm -hmm. But how long is the game show? A season. I can also get killed off in the game show. In the first week. (laughs) Like Squid Games. Yeah. I think I would pick the soap opera to live out my acting dreams that you literally saw me post last night. Did anybody else see my, my monologue that I posted on my TikTok last night of the Cinderella story? That was when I was depressed in New York City. <laughs> I was so I was literally reciting it while cackling. Yeah, while watching it. I was literally that's when I was depressed in New York, being like, so "I'm gonna funny. be an actress and become famous, and then people will like me." <laughs> no, nope. I like you, and that didn't happen. Thanks. So. Hey, um, 
Yeah, I... Soap opera or game show? It depends what kind of game show. Like, I'm not going on Fear Factor. Yeah. So what game show would you go on? Like, Family Feud? (laughs) What other game shows are there? Survivor? Circle. The Circle? Hmm. Hmm. TBT. Okay, fine. I'll star in a soap opera. It does emphasize star. 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 Exactly. So I'm not getting killed off. I'll star in a soap opera. Okay. 10 years down the line, what do you envision your careers to be? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. Something that I'm not stressed about. That would be really nice. I actually know what I want it to be. What? I want to be a mom influencer. You definitely will be. <laughs> okay, fully. That will be your title. I want to be a mom influencer. <laughs> but like a successful one where I don't have to stress every month about making money. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've never known yeah. what I've wanted to be because also I never expected that 10 years ago, even five years ago, I wouldn't have expected to be doing this. Yeah. And I don't like maybe what I'm going to be doing in 10 years doesn't exist now. Yeah. But I'd love to be continuing to create some form of content that helps me connect with an audience and helps that audience. I feel like that's really yeah, where I, I found the passion. Community, the yeah. community aspect. I mean, I would love for this podcast to take off. Yeah. Like, I think the community that we've built for, obviously on our own, but life in progress. Like, yeah. People really trust us. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, I love I it. Genuinely, it's so special. Yeah, I genuinely love talking to people in the DMs and people asking questions. And I think, I think, okay, besides the mom influencer thing, I think that's what yeah. I would really want is like life in progress to just podcast host extraordinaire yeah maybe life in progress becomes like a talk show I would love that yeah because like I'd love to be on camera yeah and that would just be fun yeah you know should we do that should we make this a talk show daytime talk daytime talk show you heard it here first (laughs) is this what they call manifesting how am I doing I was just gonna say that's literally manifesting (laughs) so that's if you want to manifest you just say we already have it so like oh when we go into our studio in 10 years Mm -hmm. It'll be great. (laughs) One problem. Where's it going to be? Yeah. um, (laughs) I don't know. We're going to have to both have studios and do like virtual talk show. (laughs) One week here, one week there. Well, or we'll we'll just be so successful that we'll be able to fly back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. On our own private plane. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Great. Great. Can't wait. Can't wait for that. Um. Question of the day. What was a great memory from being a kid and what was a bad memory? Ooh. Mm. I like that question. That's hard. That's a tough one. That's like something I ask in therapy. A or great memory. I came home from school one day. It was either school or camp. And my parents met me at the bottom of the driveway where the bus dropped us off and said, we have a surprise for you. And I said, is it a donut? What? Do we have the same story? It might be, but different. Oh. Because it might be. I think I know where you're going with yours, but mine's it's slightly not different. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and I was like, is it a donut? And they were like, no, it's not a donut. And I walk into my house and we got a bird. Oh, that's so not where I was going. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that was Bentley. Yeah. Oh, what? It was a dog. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't have dogs growing up. We had, I was a bird girl, remember? Oh, yeah. We had a big, we got an African gray parrot. Guys, she would be a bird girl Uh-oh. growing up. Well, my great memory as a child was also when I got home from camp, we got off the bus and my brother was like, like, oh, like my dad 
I don't even know what I actually don't remember what he said but he said something and all of a sudden my brother comes out with this tiny little puppy oh yeah it was really cute and then a bad memory was I think I talked about it earlier on this podcast I think it was literally when I stole my brother's five dollar my mom (laughs) my mom put us on family therapy I don't know didn't stop you from shoplifting later nope still shoplifted (laughs) later and bad a bad childhood memory I think one of my earliest like full day memories was 9-11. Yeah. I don't really, honestly, like I, I wouldn't say for me that's a bad memory in my head because yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember like where I was and being held at school, but I don't remember the sadness around yeah. me because mm-hmm. I didn't understand what was going on. Maybe right. that was different because you were in New York. Yeah. I don't know. I remember being in the lunch line and teachers were coming over to students who were ahead of me. It was a chicken nugget Tuesday. Um, and they were pulling, sorry, they were like whispering something into some kids ears and like pulling them out of the line. And I'm like, why are they special? Like I want to get pulled out of the line, but it was because their parents were Mm. either like in the city and stuck and so sad or they had a relative in one of the buildings. And, um, then I remember we went back into the classroom and our teacher like told us what was happening and, Eventually we got home and I remember sitting in my babysitter's room like watching it and I didn't fully understand, but I also like was terrified. Yeah. I feel like this is a little depressing. It is. I'm not going to lie. Let's change change the subject. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Would you rather. Let's get back to the would you rathers. Marry someone who does not love you. (laughs) Okay. Or marry someone you do not love. Um, I don't know. Marry someone who doesn't love you or marry someone you don't love. I actually don't know. I feel like marry someone who doesn't love me. Because then if I don't love them, I'm just going to like hate being there. I feel like I would rather know that I'm loved. Really? If I don't like hate the person, like I I don't want to be married to someone who every day I'm like, are they going to leave me? But you'd rather be married to someone where you're, you don't love them and you're just going every day and being married to them and not having any sort of feelings for them. Versus being married to someone who I know doesn't love me. And. But I feel like I could get over that and like, I don't know, or, or, or maybe have like hopes that maybe I can make them love me again. That was like every relationship in my past (laughs) and it didn't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I don't know. I think I'd rather know that I'm loved and find love in other aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know. They both suck. They both suck. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Would you rather lose your sense of smell or your sense of taste? Smell. Yeah. I don't really care about my smell. But if you lose your sense of smell, you lose your sense of taste. Okay, well, that's not what we're talking about. But here. I'm just saying. We're talking you, about an imaginary world where you can have one and not the other. But if you lose your sense of smell, you Okay, Carly. Thank you. Just saying. Scientist Carly. I'm just saying. That's, the, that's the Dr. truth. Dr. Carly. Okay. Okay, last one. Would you rather forget who you are or not know who everyone else is? Oh, is this like an everyday you wake up and like you forget who you are and know everybody else or you wake up and you know yourself, but you don't know anybody else? Mm-hmm. Hmm seen a movie about this yeah same <laughs> same uh, um uh, I don't know 
I feel like I don't know. It's really hard. I don't know. These questions are hard. These questions stress me out. Um, I what would you guys rather? Would you rather not know yourself every day or not know or know yourself but not know anybody else in the world? I feel like I wouldn't want to know myself. Like I'd rather know, know every, other people and, and, rather, and have them reassure me of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to only know myself and then not know anybody else. I don't know my family. I don't know. Jason. Yeah. He's going to have to be like, hey, you love me. Yeah. I'm going to be like, no, I don't. Like, you're a stranger. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> I'm not getting in the car with you. I don't care what candy you have. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think someone said ignorance is bliss. bliss. Mm. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm going to pick not knowing myself. I agree. Someone can just tell me who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who I am today. So. Honestly, same. So. Same. Woo. Okay, that was fun. That was fun. You know where to find us at It's Life in Progress on Instagram and TikTok. Follow us. Make sure to write in all of your burning questions. Carly and Alana at gmail.com. Rate and review us, guys. Please. Like, someone help us out here, okay? We don't mean to sound desperate, but it would really help out our careers if you just go and rated and reviewed our podcast. And follow us and share with a friend. If you're listening to this, it means you somewhat like it. So, we made it this far into the podcast. Yeah, facts. And send us a monkey, because you know we love the monkeys. And, yeah. Have a great day. Have a great day. See you next week. Bye. Bye.